Thank you for joining us today on episode number 27 of the Love Your 9 to 5 show. Here we go. It's so important for people to get a real sense of who you are. For people to get a real sense of who you are, I think video is, is necessary. Caution, you will begin to love your 9 to 5 with this show. Join us as we explore and discover your unique strengths and learn to apply them to your daily business activities with your host, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to this next episode of the Love Your 9 to 5 show. I'm excited to bring Vivica Von Rosen back onto the show as promised in episode 19. To hear the previous episode of our conversation with Vivica, you can go to shmuelsoptimist.com slash 19. As mentioned, Vivica is the LinkedIn expert, Forbes top most influential co-founder of Ingresso, and lots more. Uh, <laughs> we will hear all about that in a moment. Vivica, thank you so much for taking some time and coming back on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Now, in last episode, we discussed a little bit how you got involved in LinkedIn, how we can maximize LinkedIn for ourselves. And specifically, we spoke about how we can research other industries and see how our skills are being used in new creative and innovative ways and just expose our minds to new ways of thinking, how to apply our own skills and resources. So in this episode, I wanted to maybe discuss with you a little bit further about how we can really do that. What is really some of the how-tos of applying this method to finding new opportunities, new careers, and perhaps new businesses? And then after, we can talk a little bit more about, uh, about your company and about what you're doing today. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay, excellent. So um, so get let's start first things first. So Let's say I am in any particular field. Um, you could take me that I'm in healthcare yep. um, and I have certain skills or whoever it is has certain skills and certain experiences and they're looking to see, you know, they're either in a position they don't want or they just really just want to see what else is going on out there and they're trying to find other applications. What would be the first thing that they would do um, while, you know, within the LinkedIn network? Yeah. So one of the tools I really love within LinkedIn and not necessarily why it was created, but the, the jobs tab or the jobs icon can give people such deep insight into, you know, what people are doing, what's out there, um, you know, whether you want to get a W-2 job, a 1099 job, become a consultant in your own industry. It's good to see where where people are hiring, where needs are. Um, one of my favorite things that I used to do when I first started out in, in LinkedIn was there were, uh, or social, you know, social selling and social marketing was going to see companies that were posting for, you know, community managers, et cetera, and then reaching out and saying, you know, um, I see that you're looking for a consultant. Let's have a conversation. I'm not applying for the job, but or, uh, you're looking for a, a social media um, community manager. 
um, let's have a conversation. I, you know, and, and actually talking to these companies because it turned out in many cases, they didn't need a full-time designated community manager. They just didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> and they, they thought, oh, I just, we'll just, we'll get a community manager and, and he or she will take care of everything. Um, and so what happened was I actually picked up a couple contracts um, in, in my particular industry just by looking at the jobs that were being offered and going, well, you know, maybe these people would would prefer to have a contractor or a consultant come in because then you don't have to, you know, deal with everything that you have to deal with when you're full when you're hiring a full time right. employee. So that um, so I love the jobs tab for that. Uh, other things is there's a new tool called LinkedIn Salary. So for those of us who are mm -hmm. consultants and or for those of us who are looking for a job job, you know, get what you're worth. <laughs> it's, it's a good idea to see what people are being paid out there so that when you apply for your position that you actually, um, that you actually are asking for enough money or, or not overestimating your own wealth as well. <laughs> 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 and the other thing, reason I like, um, that particular tab is when you are creating your profile, and we talked about this last time, but when you're optimizing your profile for your audience, whether your audience is the next person who's going to hire you um, as either a, an employee or, or, or a consultant or a contractor, um, you know, having the right kind of languaging in there and make sure that you're covering all your bases and make sure that you're using the language that that people who are looking for someone like you are using. And a lot of times, if you look at the job descriptions and, and you really, really spend some time on the different job descriptions out there, um, you'll see that there's some, you know, you'll see that there's some language, some copy that you could actually pop into your own profile. Not, don't plagiarize word for word, but there will be words and phrases that stand out that you go, oh my gosh, I totally missed that. Um, and so now, then you'll... That uh, hold on. Just is that for yeah. like SEO reasons, or is that for exactly. people to actually find uh, for SEO? Yeah, yeah, for SEO. But that really is about being found, and it's you know it's the electronic eye and the human eye. So it's it's about you know being found in in LinkedIn's algorithm. Um, but it's also if if people are looking for social selling, and I and I've got digital sales transformation in there, um, they're going to think I don't do social selling when really it's it's similar. You know, social selling is part of digital sales transformation. So right. you've got to have the right. And for all you know, the right person, the person who posts that may not even know what either one of them are. Exactly. Yeah, we just, exactly we just need some help with the social media stuff. That's exactly that's exactly right. So um, that's important. The other thing I really like about the the company uh, or the group or sorry the jobs page is that you can see you know the companies that are that are hiring. And if you do see a, a company that you would like to work with, either as a contractor, consultant, or employee, um, you can click on that company and see who you know in that company. And so if you already have a gateway person, an advocate who's willing to, you know, speak up for you and, and well, we shouldn't really be using resumes anymore because no one looks at them, but is willing to set up a call between you and the decision maker, um, then that's awesome. And additionally, you can use that search just by clicking on the icon. It'll take you to the company and you can actually um, see who works there. And so, well, actually, you have to click on it again. <laughs> but um, you can see who works there. And if there is someone who you think, even if you don't know them yet, but you're like, you know, that 
person might be a good advocate for me, uh, you could certainly reach out and invite them to connect. So there's, you know, there's some, there's a lot of hidden information. Now, the last thing you probably want to do is actually apply for a job through jobs. Um, I always, Uh, I was waiting for that question. Yeah. How how many people actually uh, post their jobs on LinkedIn? I mean, I know I post jobs sometimes directly on our, our facility Facebook page. And most of the people that I get are not the ones that we actually are going to hire for the job. But I wonder who actually posts the jobs on LinkedIn and is that really the best way of applying for them? Right. So always go for the, like I would do that before I would just send someone a a resume and an email, right? But um, it's almost all companies, major companies especially, are posting their jobs there. (laughs) If for nothing else, because they have to. I mean, you know, uh, you say I worked for Oracle and I wanted to hire, you know, Jane Smith. Um, it doesn't matter. I still have to post the job, even though I know I'm going to hire Jane Smith, right? You have to give equal opportunity. So what you want to do, again, like I said, is find that advocate within the company that you want to work with, have a conversation with them, see if you can't get to a decision maker, someone in the HR department or someone in the hiring department, see if you can't have your advocate act as a go-between. Then you get on the, you know, then you have a conversation, then you kind of skip all that resume stuff and go right to the interview. Of course, when you go to that interview, make sure that you have as much information as possible, which you can get from the job descriptions, from the people's profiles, and from their activity. If they are, if that hiring, either if that advocate or that hiring professional is sharing content on LinkedIn, read it, right? Read it, read the website, just arm yourself with as much information as possible. I mean, think about it. If, if that hiring manager is talking about a book they just read that they loved, right? Everyone's talking about Simon Sinek's, um, what's your why again. So Mm -hmm. they mentioned that in an article, wouldn't it be great to say, you know, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek and my why for wanting to work at this company is actually this before they ask you what's your why. And then, and then they'll be blown away because, you know, that was the question they were about to ask you and you've already proactively answered it. So not that that come across as disingenuous. If, I mean, if I it's too so. obvious, they know that. I mean, it's unlikely they'll realize that you've, you've, because people are lazy, you know, so realistically, um, the fact now, if it's some totally obscure author and some totally obscure reference, then, you know, you could be, you could be a little up more upfront and say, Hey, I read in your, you know, in your update that you right, really right. liked blah, blah, blah. But someone like Simon Sinek and what's your why, you know, that's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone talks about that. So just proactively bringing it up. People are lazy. They don't do the, they, they don't do the research. They don't make the effort. They show up at these interviews like you're going to be lucky to hire me. And so for those folks who who make the effort, um, it really can help to differentiate you from other people out there. Got it. Well, I like everything that you just said over here. Specifically, I want to go back to the jobs tab. And yeah. just, it's just a whole different way of looking at expanding someone's career, either if it means the next position or if it's expanding to another role is that looking at jo- the jobs listed there, not just as you know picking from a drop-down menu which job it is, but let's just look what the needs are. 
because yeah. in order to be successful in really finding that right career or that right job, whoever the applicant is has to really be filling a need. So like you mentioned, you know, we see that you posted a job for social selling. Well, I do, you know, I forgot the other term for it, but you know, I did that. And what's what's yeah. your real need? I know you. I know you posted X, but yes, I know Y. Exactly. What? Do it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what's the bottom line? Because a lot of times, even hiring managers um, don't know exactly what they need. They know that in the past they had this problem and they would this type of position would do it. But do you really need someone full time for you know fifty thousand dollars a year? I'll do it for you on a contractual basis for twenty five thousand dollars a year, and I'll get you that exactly. much more. And you don't need to see my face all the time and I'll get you the results you want. So th- exactly. that's just a, a very expansive way of of just looking at um, at, at looking at the at the whole process. Um, now, let's move on to something else that I'm not looking specifically uh, or let's see if one of our listeners are in a role and they're looking to see um, how a completely different industry might use the same skills and the same tools that they have, um, but they want to go, you know, they want to not necessarily, they, they don't want to open their own company. They're not ready to apply right. for a job, but they want to explore other people who have who have similar, not similar skills and similar experiences and how they've yeah. applied them. How would they, are there any tools for that? Yeah. So now you can jump up. Well, you can still in some in some cases, you know, you look at jobs and, and look who works at those specific companies. But um, I think for for that situation, what you would do is go into uh, your search on LinkedIn. You'd go into your people search and then you would search by <coughs> under where it says keywords. There's a little drop down um, arrow and you would click on keywords and then you would just put in your title, you know, the types of titles um, that that you would be looking at. You just wouldn't select which industries um, necessarily. Or uh, in the top search box, you could literally just put the keywords or the search terms that you think that people who do the same thing that you do, but in different industries would have in their in their profile. And that will give you pretty expansive results and then you can continue to refine that by different industries you can refine it by company names by location um, as well as some other things but those are the ones I usually use and then what's really neat is um, you can also sort by what's called connections of so Mm -hmm. if I know that I've got a person who is you know a big connector um I can see, you know, who he or she knows who has those titles that I'm looking at or has those keywords that I'm looking at in their profile. And because that person is a connection to me, it means that they can introduce me or I can use them when I'm reaching out to people, um, you know, as a commonality in my engagement. So I can say, you know, hey, um, Tiffany, I see that you're connected to Judith. Um, You know, she's, she's, she's doing what I do, except for she's doing it in another industry. And I would love to talk to Judith about what she does and how she finds, you know, that industry, if it's a good industry to work in, really just an informational interview, you know, please Mm -hmm. let, Judith know that I'm not looking for her to hire me and I'm not looking for a job even. I'm just really curious as to what different applications, you know, this title can do in that industry. And there's no 
there's no reason to say no to that, you know, because you're not asking really for anything other than to tap into somebody else's expertise in, and, and it might be a mutually beneficial conversation because of course you've got expertise in your, you, you know, in your area. So if you and I were to have a conversation, which we are right now, right. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to you about the healthcare industry. And even though I hate and never, ever, ever use the words, pick my brain or pick your brain, but I could question you about, <laughs> well, I, I need to know why you hate, hate, hate that term. Well, first of all, it's just like when I visualize like someone picking my brain, it's okay. like it's just gross. Um, <laughs> it's very Halloweeny. Um, <laughs> and the other reason is because I've had too many people. It's so insulting. Like you know, I want fifteen, twenty minutes, and a half hour, an hour of your time to pick your brain, which just implies you're not going to get anything out of it. Um, there's no mutually beneficial conversation going on. They are picking your brain, and then there's also the implication that I can go into your brain, I can pull out what I need, and then I can go and duplicate what's taken you ten. 15, 20 years to learn, right? So there's there's just all the implications awesome. around that so, term. So, yeah, no, so that is amazing because I started getting a lot of those, you know, private messages saying that uh, some people say, hey, I wrote this article I think you might be interested in, people who I have no idea who they are. And sometimes the article is something I could not care less about. Then they have yes. other people who say, hey, I see you're in healthcare. I see you're uh, a nursing home administrator or anything else they see in my profile could I have 15 minutes of your time? Now, my own team doesn't get 15 minutes of my time right. unless I schedule it. So just, why would I give 15 minutes of my time to a stranger? I wouldn't give the cashier in the supermarket 15 minutes of my time. I value <laughs> my time. So exactly. especially when people, um, it looks, to me, it's so thoughtless that why would a stranger, assuming that I have something that you need and if you pose it that way, could I have your time? It's equally offensive as saying, can I pick your brain? Which, which is like you said, both of those things. Leaving out the first thing you said, um, but it's you know, what what can I take out of you for free, and what could I yeah. steal something that you've worked hard to accomplish? Let me duplicate it. Maybe take away your business, or even if not, yeah. let me just let me just do it. So, what is a more effective way? And for this reason, to be perfectly honest, um, I haven't done this. You know, I have a, been building up my network, and I'm sure some of our listeners are also slowly building up their networks. But I am always hesitant to reach out to people I don't really know and say, hey, and people who I would love to have a conversation with. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're coming on the podcast, but what right do I have to ask them for their time and why should they give it to me? So what's a better so way to approach someone? Go a little someone? deeper. You know what? Go a little deeper because, um, you know, hey, I want to pick your brain. I want to know more about what you do. And, and oh God, I get that all the time. You know, let's set up a call and talk about what we do. Okay. Why? Right. So always right. not to pick on Simon Sinek, but what's the why? Now, if you reach out to me and say, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? I really want to talk to you about, you know, LinkedIn strategies. I'm a blah, blah, blah that's been doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm frustrated with blah, blah, blah. And I really feel like if I had a couple minutes of your time, I could iron out some of those issues. You know, additionally, would love to know what services you have, would love to know if there are ways I can help you. Like, just give me more detail, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, but again, but th I think the lesson that you mentioned was key is that I'm actually interested in some of your services because if it's yeah. just, I know that, let's say with you, right? So I know you're the LinkedIn expert. I didn't reach out to you and say, can you look at my profile for free? Tell me what I did right, what I did wrong and connect me to the most influential people in my industry because I am now connected to you. That that yeah. w That would be crazy. But even in this case, it's, you know, there's a podcast which can be mutually beneficial. You know, that's something that I am comfortable because I feel yeah. that, you know, I feel that I'm helping you and to some extent network with my listeners. At the same time, you know, we get um, at the same time they get to hear from your expertise and your experience. And uh, and also we get to have a good time having a good conversation. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you, you you know you you learn to make a new friend. I was it's funny. I just did an interview. Um, I guess about a week ago, and and you know his his whole impetus it was actually BuzzFeed, and his whole impetus is can I make a real friend on LinkedIn? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, if you can make f real friends in real life, you could absolutely make real friends on LinkedIn. And and some of my best friends. I've met either directly through LinkedIn or because of LinkedIn, um, not just business arrangements, although all my new partners are directly because of our connections on LinkedIn. Nice. But, um, you know, but it, it actually takes some genuine effort. And that's why, you know, when it comes to like automation tools, I, I, I use some automation tools-ish. Um, it goes against LinkedIn's end user agreement, caveat, caveat. But Okay. What I don't do is send a blanket message to 800 people that has nothing to do with them, you know, and, and here's what people do. Well, they'll, they'll do a search on LinkedIn. They'll, they'll, you know, put everyone into this big pile. They'll send this generic message and it's offensive half the time. Right. So, uh, you know, like anything in life, the more time you commit to the other person that you're prospecting in researching them and letting them know why you want to engage and, and yes, sharing content that they might find valuable, but it needs to be genuine. You know, it's what's your, right. why? why are you doing this? That, that that's the piece that's usually missing. Right. I mean, and you'll see, I'm sure you see this, that, you know, 10 real contacts that actually care to be connected with you and actually, you know, share something in common and there's value being shared both ways can be so much more valuable than 10,000 people exactly. who just, you know, who clicked accept and still have no clue who you are together with the rest of their connections. And, um, and going back to your point, can you make real friends on LinkedIn? I really like that question because of the difference between, you know, the LinkedIn network versus Facebook, which is, you know, which is set up to be uh, more personal, uh, uh, more personal platform but i i think the question if you want to go into that a little bit deeper um is can you make real friends at work yeah it's really the same thing yeah. it's, it's it's your professional networks um just a little bit more virtual and you you know it, it could be anywhere in the world but that's really the question when you develop that that uh professional relationship can that spill over into your personal life and of course the answer is yes everybody has people who they know through work who has and who that role has expanded past whatever the professional responsibilities were and then they became yeah. real friends. Yeah, exactly. 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 Right. And you can use LinkedIn the exact same way, right? Yeah. No, and uh, and um I know that there are definitely besides for you there there are others also who have come onto the podcast through LinkedIn and then you know we keep yeah. the connect the connection can stay. Now Exactly. Move, moving on to to the next part of what I wanted to discuss today. Can you tell us a little bit more of what you're doing right now? I know we know that 
the LinkedIn expert and all the work you do uh, teaching and training on LinkedIn. But can you tell us a little bit more about your company, Vingresso, and what's what's exciting you about that and your, and your role in that company today? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I have been a, a solopreneur, you know, consultant contractor um, for a little over 12 years. And so I, one of the things I'm excited about is that I've got colleagues now, you know, I have people that I can bounce questions off of and ask questions of. Um, we, we were literally all, uh, all five of us in Tahoe last week um, at a conference together. And that was the other nice thing is there were five of us. So <laughs> we managed to cover most of the audience, you know, just as far as having conversations and, and booking appointments, et cetera. So um, I'm thrilled to be working with, with other people again, uh, which, um, just uh, as a note, and then I'll go back to your 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 question. Okay. Um, if you are in a company um, and you are many of you going to a conference or a trade show uh, together, one of the things that we did was we we literally had like a plan of attack. Um, who's going to do what, who's going to go where, who's going to talk to who. Um, we had a, uh, we had a, a, for want of a better word, a lead magnet um, that we could share with people. We had a booth. Um, we all, you know, we, we all worked all of the different aspects. Some of us were speakers. So there was a lot of opportunity there. And one of the things I think that made it so effective for us, I mean, <laughs> I had more than one person say, oh my God, you guys are everywhere. Like every time I go on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or look at the feed, like there's Van Gresso. So um, nice. having that, it made it seem like there were a hundred of us there. <laughs> oh, interesting. Just, interesting. Not just five because we were so active, but we had a plan of attack. So I would just say for those of you, those of you who are in companies that send more than one person to a trade show or conference, really create a, create a plan um, when you're, when you're reaching out. And of course, much of our outreach and follow-up um, is through LinkedIn. Uh, you so that's basically, one You're basically um, implementing in real life what really would be healthy to do on LinkedIn. Because I've, and and exactly. just to clarify, you're talking about from a vendor perspective. You know, and if you're, you had a booth there, so you're looking for prospective clients and connections. So, that, you know, as opposed to what I've seen at trade shows where you have everyone in very... Um, sometimes they look uncomfortably, you know, shifting their weight, you know, like five people who are used to being very busy, just sitting around the table, giving yeah. out whatever it is, promotional items. And here's your free pen and your note and your notepad or, you know, cell phone charger. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. It's, you know, uh, just uh, having a strategic, strategic plan is, is that much better now. Yeah. Now we did I have honest... cell phone chargers, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, I hope they but... weren't the cheap ones. No, they so were many good people ones. Do they that were good also. ones. I was like, you have a great brand, and then whoever's doing purchasing is going to get a cheap cell phone charger. Then I charge it, and it says Vangresso, and it stopped charging. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> like reverse it's, marketing. Exactly. So funny. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. Um, so now, uh, it, can you back up? I honestly, yeah. I went through the website. I see some of the services. Can you just clarify to our listeners, sure. what does Vangresso do? How is it formed, and, and what what is it doing really well today? Yeah, so um, there were five of us who were essentially competitors um, for mm. for clients, for speaking gigs, etc. And you know, we we were up against each other a lot. Like I can't tell you how many times I heard people say, "Well, we decided to go with Bryn Tillman." Um, wow. <laughs> You know, we, we, we feel like Mario Martinez or Kurt Schaefer is, you know, more aligned to, to our industry and what we do. So instead of like 
continuing to try to underbid each other and lose money. And we said, well, let's, let's all, you know, we actually like each other. Let's, let's all come together and and form a company. Obviously it was a lot more than that, but, but that was essentially the impetus of it. Um, So we did. And uh, I'm really excited because one of the things, you know, is the mind share and uh, that I mentioned earlier is like, they're really smart. um, And and, in many ways, I think they're probably smarter than I am. Um, And certainly when you combine uh, their, their knowledge, um, it far surpasses what one alone can do, you know. Um, so what we have, what we've 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 transitioned that knowledge base into some different offers. So we have um, co- personal branding, or basically what people know as you know <laughs> LinkedIn profile optimization. But we've right. got a team. Mario brought in his team of writers. So now we have a team of writers that for for one person or for you know we've got a contract with 200 profiles we can we can help individuals and or companies create a strong personal brand through uh, LinkedIn profiles. So that's one thing. And not only that, but we offer three, you know, there's three, there's three price points. So, um, you know, intro is kind of a, a $500 deal. We've got the best one, which is gold, which gives you the most value, I think, which is 900. And then if you want to take it to the next level and really learn how to use LinkedIn in your social selling endeavors, um, we've got a boot camp that will, uh, that, which is a live boot camp. We actually give it. Um, all five of us are involved. Um, you know, there's Q&A, there's, there's resources, there's all kinds of handy, handy tools in that training. Um, we're in the process of creating our, our learning management system, i.e. our downloadable courses, right? So people can, yep, can watch and learn, uh, about LinkedIn on their own time. And then for enterprise size companies, you know, that have 50, well, I think our, where our, our sweet spot is between 25 and a thousand, um, sales professionals, um, mostly in the B2B world, but, you know, insurance, healthcare, legal, uh, financial, that's that, that, that all applies. Um, but for folks who've got, between 25 and 1,000 uh, sales professionals, we've got customized training um, for that for those companies as well. So we really, from the solopreneur um, up to the uh, you know up to the enterprise, you know, Oracles and 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 Microsofts and mm-hmm. uh, SAP, you know, we've got an offer um, really from from one end of the spectrum to the other. But it is all focused on. What we're calling, because we're social selling is a little bit limited. We're we're literally calling it uh, digital sales transformation because it's more than just building a brand, and it's more than just reaching out and engaging to people on LinkedIn. It's using different tools that are out there, like you know, like OneMob to do video emails, and like Nimble as your social CRM system, or HubSpot, and and all of the other you know, Everyone Social, and all of the other various tools. It's really pulling all of the, you know, all of the, the different types of, of software services and systems along with the training, along with the resources, um, and, and creating a whole, you know, digital ecosphere, um, that companies can use to find, connect, engage, and really close more business. So that's really what it comes down to. Okay. And then uh, you know, if we were going to the, 
If you were going to the 20th floor, I guess that would be your elevator sales pitch. <laughs> exactly. Well, we also, we, uh, we, we definitely, we worked on our elevator speech too while, while we were there. So I could read that out to you if you'd like. <laughs> well, you didn't have the paper when you were at the conference at the trade show. I'm sure you had to memorize it. Um, exactly. So I'm looking at, I am looking at the website. I'm looking at some of the services and I'm trying to figure out how, what I'm fascinated by and with and what I'm trying to pull out of here said you had five competing people with obviously similar services and similar skill sets or else you never would have been, you probably would never would have found each other. You were pr constantly stepping on each other. And A, instead of, you know, continuing to do that and just pulling each other down, which we all know nobody wins that way, um, you yes. guys kind of joined forces. Now, is this, well, the services that I'm seeing here, a lot of, I mean, it's mostly based around, um, you know, employee uh, profile writing and social selling. Um, yep. uh, but I guess you're saying it's like the one-stop shop for everything you need for professional. It's more like uh, yeah, personal branding more than if I'm selling coffee mugs online and I want to find the best way Facebook ads. doesn't. That's not where your focus is, right? It's more no, on... No. Okay, yeah, uh, exactly. that, that, that's, that's a whole different industry, but this is more of the personal branding and professional branding on, on a little bit of a higher level. Um, these services that are here, is this like each person brought in their own piece or all of you were kind of focused on all these areas and you're putting everyone's talent together and, you know, for your clients and your customers? Yeah, it was, you know, we all, with the exception of Bernie, who was, um, who had his own content marketing agency, um, we all did very similar things, you know, but some of, you know, some of us did personal branding better than we did sales training. Right. So it was, it was, it, again, it was pooling that mind share. It was coming together and going, okay, what do you do really well? What do you do really well? What are your favorite things that you do? How, you know, what are your, who, what do you do that gets the best results? What are, you know, so it was, it was, it was compiling all of that and then really looking and seeing who did what best. And that's kind of how we ended up with our titles too, is, you know, Mario is the youngest of us um, and, and, and has boundless energy. I don't even know how he does it. Um, and, and a really, he had like the 30,000 foot view and he really had the, well, he was the one who, who actually came up with the idea that we should all get together. So, you know, he's our CEO because he, is the the overarching he's he's got the overarching design of Vengresso um in his mind and his in his body and his soul really so um he, he's our ceo and then we've got Bryn who's just so very good at teaching and training people um and she's written her I, I i actually uh think her book is is better than my first one um so okay. you know and it's and so she she really is about the best ways of getting people to learn and absorb um these different skills and strategies and so she became our chief learning officer uh kurt shaver is like the king of enterprise sales training um and he's just got this whole enterprise and this whole sales ecology um down and so he's our chief sales officer and then you know because bernie had the the marketing company um <laughs> he's our our chief marketing officer and because we couldn't really find a title for me and because i'm 
probably the most visible one out there. And my name starts with a V. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I do a lot of speaking and training. And so I took over the personal branding piece. Oh yeah. Cause I, my, my last book was on personal, personal branding. So LinkedIn, um, 101 ways to, to rock your personal brand. So because of that, that I might be another branding. reason. Yeah. Yeah. That could be the other reason, but you know, chief personal branding officer was weird. Um, plus it, you know, what I do is so much more than that. So I was looking, I was actually online, like, okay, what are some cool chief officer positions out there? Um, and I think it was Pepsi or maybe it was Coca-Cola company. One of them had a chief visibility officer and I'm like, ah, bingo. That's, that's what I am. So, yep. So I, I'm the only one that doesn't have a real title, but that's okay. <laughs> no, the, these are all titles. I think that this, uh, the very formation of this company uh, talks a lot to the, you know, some very unique ways to actually use um, our social networking or our professional yeah. social networking because, you, you know, you, you all discovered each other. Was it, you said it was through LinkedIn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Bernie and I met at a conference that we spoke at together. But all, yeah, the rest of us is absolutely through. Ah, uh, right. you know what? And, and Bryn and I ironically met via Twitter. Um, but it was because of the LinkedIn chat that I had. Even so, if it wasn't. And again, uh, I hope this does. I hope you agree with this. Well, actually, yeah. maybe not. Then we'll have a better conversation. But uh, <laughs> LinkedIn is such a tremendous professional tool. Well, that doesn't mean that everything else is useless. I'm sure that exactly. you've worked with the with Facebook and Twitter and, yep. you know, some of the other networks as well, some of the other platforms as well. But the, the point is that it's a different way of looking at business. It's not doesn't have to be. Uh, I know you mentioned Bob Berg. Um, in, in another one of your uh, podcast episodes. And yep. he, he was on the show too. I'll put a link oh, to that in the show notes. But of course, <laughs> it, it's, it's, the, it's the opposite of the scarcity mentality is that we all have these talents. Why we keep on stepping on each other? Let's pull all our talents together and create something uh, that is amazing. Um, yes. No, so I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, if there's one particular service or one particular project that you're working on right now that you are most excited about that you think is most innovative and most beneficial to anyone who is in their career and looking to make a change in any direction, what do you think that one thing that you're working on right now, either in Vengresso or out of Vengresso, if there is Vivica out of Vengresso? Yeah, <laughs> not is, really. Vengresso is, <laughs> is with a V too, by the way. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Triple Vivica's V. Vivica Vengresso, visibility, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what, what, um, would, what would that one thing be? You know, I think, uh, and, and actually, of course, it's for Vengresso, but I'm, I'm heading, uh, heading down to um, uh, San Diego for uh, Social Media Marketing World. Again, I think it's my sixth or seventh time there. However long they've been doing it, I've been going. Nice. Um so what I'm going to be speaking about there is is video. And I think it's so important for people to get a real sense of who you are. Like we know the resume, the written word. I mean, it's so dead. And if we can get a if we can get an interview so much better. Um, but for people to get a real sense of who you are, I think video is is necessary. And of course, with me, it's it's using native video on LinkedIn. But, um, you know, you could create a, a YouTube uh, resume. Um, 
The other tool that we use and, and you know, full disclosure, I, I sit on the board now, but okay. one of the tools that we love to use is called OneMob, which is like video email, um, but it's, it's, it's just a really cool system and it's affordable. Um, and then the other is Zoom, like Greg Holmes uh, was, was at this other event and, you know, I just pulled him aside and said, I, I can't tell you how much Zoom has, has changed the way we do business, you know, the ability to easily, without technical difficulties um, and cheaply or for free in some cases, you know, meet face to face with people over Zoom um, as compared to Skype, which what it took us three times to get the audio right on Skype today. And that's just, that's not you. That's not me. That's just that's just the Skype technology. And go to webinar and go to meeting are bloody expensive. And so, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that, so, so just reaching out to, or just seeing Greg there and being able to say, boy, good job. Keep it going. So, you're um, saying, so having, having, have, let's say a short yeah. video, but how would you, how would you put that into a practical step? So say, I say that one of the listeners want to upgrade, let's say their LinkedIn profile. So they want to put in a short YouTube video and they want, as a result of that video, you so much to get a, a real idea of who the, who they are professionally. So yeah, is it exactly. that it's obviously not them reading off their resume. No. So, <laughs> so how would you actually do that? Are we hiring a videographer and putting in all no, sorts of effects? No. Like, so I mean, you can, and we do. I mean, we've got some, we got some high end video, but honestly, you know, and looking at the video that I share, the, the spur of the moment conversational or, or, um, uh, educational video it seems to be best. So you can do a couple different things. Like you can, you can do a, a video uploaded to YouTube and, and, and share the link on your personal profile. And it really can be you telling people what may, you know, who you are, what makes you different, much like I just did right now. I should have recorded it on video, you know, who mm -hmm. we are and, and what makes us different from, from the other social selling companies out there. What makes you different from the other healthcare professionals out there? What makes you different from the other accountants out there and give people a sense of who you are and your personality. Now, some people are natural, like some Kurt, just is a natural on video. I'm super comfortable with video. Mario is a natural on video. Uh, Bernie's a natural on video, but Bryn's not a huge fan. So once in a while, you know, we, we just got to force it and, and practice makes perfect. So it's not that the first video you shoot is the one that you're going to upload to YouTube or upload to LinkedIn's native video, but eventually you'll get a video that you like under a minute, you know, really under 30 seconds is probably the best, but it will really, if, if you upload it as media in your profile or as you share, if you share it as an update or even embed it into, uh, you know, a publisher post on LinkedIn, um, it will really give people a better sense of who you are. Um, and what I would say is just make sure there's not a ginormous disconnect between the video you and the picture that you have on your profile. <laughs> oh, I hear that. If your picture is still from your high school graduation, it might be time for an upgrade. Exactly right. Like I, I tell people, you know, if you don't have any hair anymore or you're wearing <laughs> glasses or you're, you're sporting a few extra pounds, you know, that even though you might not like how you look now compared to as you did when you graduated high school, there will be a bigger disconnect from people who probably won't even notice that you weigh 20 extra pounds, mm -hmm. have less mm -hmm. hair or, you know, or wearing glasses than if they are looking for this hot 22 year old and you show up a frumpy 44 year old, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, they'll be like, I'd love to connect with you. By the way, who is that stranger that put a video on your profile? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, sounds so similar to you, but it must be your grandfather. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> awesome. So, so that is a good way to give somebody, you know, just to ha that they should have a good idea of, of who you really are. So they, it's kind yeah. of like a one-way conversation. But you get yourselves, you know, that 30-second commercial in there. Basically, your elevator speech um, in yeah. 30 seconds recorded. And everybody knows that we scroll through text and we stop at pictures and videos. And that's probably not changing anytime soon because it's just so many people can consume content that way. So, exactly. so, that, so that is very exactly. actionable. I think the, the biggest challenge for people to do that and probably the reason why I don't yet have that is not so much the technology. Um, it's just there's a certain comfort in putting things you know on text and because video is so effective it also exactly. makes you that much more vulnerable so the reason why people have this natural fear many times of being on video is not just self-consciousness of you know the pounds that are up and the extra white hairs but it can also be you're you're really putting yourself out there in a very real way that means anyone who looks at your profile and looks at that 30 second video is going to have a real sense of who you are and do i really want to put myself out there like that yeah, now, it, yeah. If your business in, is involved in growing your network and connecting with people in a real genuine way, especially if if that is your business, a marketing type of business, and yeah, uh, and you know, and you, you do need to reach people, I uh, as it, it could be so so effective. But I, I'm just thinking out loud that that's probably why people don't do it. Yeah, because for it's, sure. it's 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 petrifying. It is. It's most people are terrified of video, but. But the more you do it, and the nice thing about video, it's not it's not live, right? You can do 500 takes and choose the best one. So, and of course, by the time you're done with those 500 takes, you'll be a video natural. It really That's is true. practice makes perfect. And one of the things, I mean, it's really funny because, um, like I said, we were at this this event, uh, and and one of the one of the processes was nailing down your elevator speech, and I can promise you that the first time I sat across from someone and we had like two minutes speed rounds, right? The first right. time I sat across from someone, <laughs> I was like, uh, we're a, a digital sales transformation company that does something visibility, for someone and visibility and there's people and stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> by the end, it was like Vengrasso helps B2B companies reach the 90% of buyers that can't be accessed through traditional outreach. We provide digital sales strategies, tactics, and tools included, including personal branding, social selling, and content for sales. So, nice. okay. And I even stumbled over that, but, <laughs> but that's, you know, but it, trust me after doing it 16 or 17 times it, it rolled off my tongue a lot better than it did the first time so awesome. practice is perfect that's what it comes down to okay i, I just noticed the time and i didn't realize that the full hour has already passed oh. <laughs> we were having so much fun right I, yeah, you know i do see that so um so just uh like last time first of all thank you so much for sharing the tips that you did share uh today and of course uh, i will put links to the things that you mentioned um in perfect. the show notes as well um, and again, if someone, I'm, I'm obviously I'm looking through the website and your LinkedIn profile at the same time, and I see some of the links to some of the things that you mentioned. Um, what, but is is that still the best way for our listeners to see what's go, what's going on with you? Is it Vangresso on your LinkedIn profile? 
Yeah, yeah. I think just my LinkedIn profile is probably the best place to see what's going on. But, uh, you know, also Van Gresso, because it's not just me now. There's five of us. So there's always there's always a lot going on. So I'd most definitely recommend following uh, the Van Gresso blog, um, because I, I mean, like I said, you know, th- th- there's some really smart people in my company and they share really good stuff. And it's totally worth <laughs> I, I think it's totally worth people um, following our blog. I would definitely recommend doing that. The additionally speaking of video, um, youtube.com forward slash Ben Gresso. We've also got a very active uh, YouTube channel and I would definitely recommend um, following that too. So I'll, I'll get you the link for the show notes. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I'm definitely going to check that out. That definitely sounds very exciting. Well, thank you again, Vivica, for your time. And I'm not going to say anything about a third time. We'll let you go for now. Maybe, maybe <laughs> okay. I'll hit you up next year. Uh, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with the LinkedIn expert, Vivica Von Rosen, who graciously came back a second time and shared specifically some of the interesting uh, ways of marketing yourself through video. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me this little personal favor. Head over to iTunes or whatever app you're listening to this podcast on and just leave a nice review. Give me a thumbs up. Hopefully it'll be a five-star review and that really will help iTunes or whatever system you're using will show this podcast to other listeners who are also interested in this topic. So again, if you can just do that, me that little favor, that will give me the ability to keep on doing this and to hopefully grow this uh, listener base and have the show shared with as many people as are interested in this. Until next time, we hope that you get out there and you make stuff happen and you become more of who you are and express yourself freely. We'll see you soon in episode number 28.